from a galaxy far, far away and welcome to Squiggly Animation One-to-Ones. I'm Steve Henderson and we're delighted to present Ryan Gore in conversation with Magdalena Osinska, director at Arban Animations. Magdalena directed the recently released I Am Your Mother, which blends together the expansive universe of the Star Wars franchise with the look, wit and ingenuity that we all know and love from UK studio Aardman. The story sees young pilot Annie, who is embarrassed by her sweet but clingy mum Kalina, but she must inevitably team up with her on a madcap family race at the Academy. Along the way, their relationship is tested by the elements, their old ship and other races, as well as each other. Star Wars Visions Volume 2 includes nine new shorts from nine studios across the globe, all with their own unique take on the saga. You can watch all episodes on Disney Plus now. So let's get to it, shall we? Here's Squiggly's Ryan Gore in conversation with I'm Not Your Mother director Magdalena Osinska. Great. So, um, yeah, first of all, Magdalena, so great to speak to you. I absolutely loved the short. Um, to start off, can you just talk about how the opportunity came to Ardman and then by extension, how it came to you specifically. Mm -hmm. um, so about two years ago, uh, Lucasfilms approached Ardman um, about making a short, but the brief was Star Wars meets Ardman. So it was you know, quite, quite broad. And then Ardman asked quite a few creators, directors and writers to uh, pitch their ideas. So I think there was quite a lot of us to start uh, then there was a short list of four or five, uh, and then there was a painful waiting, you know, who is going to be selected. <laughs> and yeah, and so they selected I'm Your Mother. Um, I, uh, I, I wrote uh, initially, I think, about three ideas, but this one, I'm Your Mother, was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, because... Uh, um, I was thinking, you know, what, what is it that I love about Star Wars? And I love the creatures and the, the visual world uh, and the politics as well, but the relationships. And that's something that, you know, definitely uh, draws me in. And I'm your father line. So I was, it was quite a, you know, basic, you know, just start of the concept. I'm your father. And because I'm a mother now, I constantly think about myself and I wanted to, um, Think about myself as a mother, not about myself. <laughs> uh, uh, um, to to tell a story about mother-daughter relationship. Yeah, so that was always at the core of what you wanted to do with this one. In those other ideas, did you ever think about going with for a bigger scale, or was it always something more personal and small? Actually, to, all of them were. Um, personal and small actually or inspired by you know something that happened to me or someone who I know I think I tend to uh, go this way to to always base stories or something that I know that's quite close to me and I found it quite exciting as well to try and you know as a kind of concept experiment try and put the story that's very familiar to me into Star Wars and Aardman universe and see how it works, um, but but I think I think, I think it's, to me it, that that it works that kind of um, way of writing the story and starting with an idea Be, because if you start I think with emotions something relatable it you know you can in a way put it in you know every kind of universe and make it work. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like how you mentioned that it's inspired by real stories because the story itself does feel kind of like anecdotal. Like I get the sense it's like Annie 20 years in the future recounting like a happy memory of doing something with her mom. So do you mm -hmm. kind of have like an analog for that in your own life or inspired by someone else that you know that directly inspired the story? Yeah, so this was very much inspired by my mom, uh, you know, the, the, the whole story. Um, at the time of, of writing this story as well, I was going through um, uh, looking for primary schools for my son, um, you know, here in the UK, and kind of realizing that things are working a little bit differently to um, how it works in Poland. It's all very much postcode related. And I got quite actually mm. obsessed <laughs> about the, the whole primary school selection and how it's going to affect secondary and, you know, all of his education, basically. And then I was thinking about my mom, uh, because this is, you know, once I became a mother myself, I, I think about my mom a lot as well. And I understand her much better now as well. Um, so I was thinking how she's always been very motivating and uh, even though that we come from this maybe not a very privileged um, part of Warsaw in Poland, she would always say, you know, you can do it, you can, you can go to great schools and, you know, education is going to take you place. So it was a really important thing for her, always, always very motivating, always very giving. Uh, but when I was younger, um, I don't think I appreciated her enough in a way. Like, and I think this is normal as when we are kids that we don't, you know, see the sacrifices that our parents make. Um, so, so, yeah, so I really wanted it to be like, you know, this story about a girl who you know, appreciates her mom and everything that she taught her. Uh, and that a lot of the talent that she's got actually comes from her mom and she sees it, at, you know, at the story. Yeah. yeah. And um, was there like an intentional kind of class commentary here? Because like the main characters have a northern UK accent and the, the main villains of the story are very posh British accents. So is that quite an intentional discrepancy you're trying to do that? Yeah, it was definitely I, I wanted them to, to feel different. Not to feel alien, and that that's why deliberately there are also alien species, and, and that was again inspired by the way how I felt, uh, you know, you know, years ago uh, moving to this country, um, or when how how you know my mom feels when she visits us, uh, but but also the fact that we did come from. You know, my dad used to work um, in a factory, so it we used to be also a, a working class family. So it was just that kind of feeling of not fitting in into the environment uh, exactly, and and you know coming to terms with this, this and gaining confidence. I really wanted you know both elements of class, but I think the class is actually it's just class that come is coming across. Uh, much more in the film rather than you know coming from a different planet there was no space in the mm -hmm. film to the, if we have half an hour we'd probably uh, make that work and yes yeah, so I was very keen to have the two main um, uh, characters in the cast to relate to these roles as well so Maxine who's from a working class and Man she's got a Mancunian accent mm -hmm. uh, I thought she was perfect for this and um uh, Sharifra Shandran for Annie, who can also really relate to the story because she, she, you know, when we had our first chat, she said, I, 
I relate to this so much because it's exactly how I felt with my mom or, and her having different cultural references and different music and, and how much maybe when she was younger, she felt it made them stand out, but actually this is something she really appreciates now. So, so I was really keen to, you know, for the cast to feel close to the characters as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I noticed in the credits that Annie's name is a lot longer than Annie. Could you first let me know what the proper pronunciation is of um, Annie's full first name? Oh, Annie Sukalin. Annie Sukalin, okay. So could you tell me where that came from? Yeah. Well, it just came from the, so, uh, the, um, so Annie Sukalin, there is Annie and Kalin in a way. So basically uh. that, <laughs> yeah, so that's sense. Annie that came from Kalina. So to give into that name the fact, like you know, you came from her. The, you know, she's she's your mother. You know, she's you can't avoid it that your you know your traits, character traits, come from her, and your greatness come from her as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's pretty cool. Um, so you mentioned at the start how the initial brief was just Ardman meets Star Wars. And I think a lot of people, when it was first announced that you guys would be doing this, was quite quite shocked because the aesthetic of Star Wars and the aesthetic of Ardman don't immediately line up. So could you talk about how you made that work? Because it definitely works in the short. Mm. Yeah, so first of all, I also mean that the, the, the thing that links Star Wars and Ardman are the relationships and quite often a story, the main character being some kind of you know fish out of water, maybe a bit of an underdog. Uh, so to me, that was like an obvious thing. Um, and then the second thing was that uh, I was so excited about making Star Wars in stop motion style. And I was just crossing my finger. I hope we can make the Star Wars world in miniature uh, because artistically it was just an amazing uh, opportunity, you know, and, and I honestly couldn't sleep when I was when I heard about that <laughs> and um, uh, also because in the um, original trilogy there are some stop-motion elements uh, right animated by the legendary Phil Tippett um, so so yeah the attacks and the chest sequence and and the tauntauns so I thought it was a really nice kind of you know, uh, going back to the roots um, for Star Wars, and I and I thought it's actually it's a perfect marriage, Star Wars and stop motion. Um, so yeah, to to me there were these two elements that were like an obvious link. The you know uh, on a very basic level, the relationships and the main characters, I could definitely find similarities, and um, yeah, the technique making this incredible universe and the galaxy in stop motion it was very exciting did you have kind of like a, a star wars checklist like little details from star wars that you love that you definitely wanted to include at a time there was lots of things i wanted to include actually but i didn't have any yeah i just imagining the sets um uh, the sets and the spaceships and actually the costumes as well so there was a lot, a lot in there, um, and we've got such a variety of different. You know, we've got um, we the the production designer and the art director. They were just dreaming of making a spaceship and the cockpit and the living area because that feels very Star Wars. 
Um, so we yeah we, we've got that of the you know the space tag. There's a whole backstory actually for the space tag as well. I can I can tell you that in a second. Um, Please do. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, th there is the school and the, the whole market. There is plenty of Star Wars details in the in the market as well. Um, and the tunnel that was a very exciting um, set as well. So. Yeah, I, I I think I got very excited about making the sets and the spaceship and the puppet. And so with the costumes as well, you know, in Aardman, we usually make, you know, the um, costumes would be latex, most likely. Mm -hmm. And I love the kind of texture and detail of um, Star Wars costumes. And I was really keen to do that and, and be very specific about colors. I pay big attention to colors and how they, you know, what kind of role in storytelling that they play as well um but so that they feel um very textured and and more star warsy than Ardman. so you know i would i would choose some things that i think are really you know um uh, good for this story from Ardman style and from star wars and try to combine it together um so with um with the tag boat with the space tag uh that spaceship was um, you know, specifically designed, it's a new spaceship that we designed because some other spaceships were inspired by other Star Wars spaceships. Um, mm -hmm. So this one was meant to be like a kind of a flying caravan. And we had the uh, whole backstory to start with that Annie and Kalina come from this fishing planet um, very, very far away. And that Kalina's, um, as, as, as well as their home, it's also her working spaceship. Um, so tugboats in our real life, they are these small boats uh, that lead big, um, big ships into the harbor. Uh, and they are small but powerful. So that was meant to be a metaphor for Kalina as well, that she is leading Annie through life uh, and she is small and powerful. And even the colors of the tugboat relate to Kalina's colors. They, they are kind of yellow and uh, red um, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um one thing that's like core to Ardman is obviously like the Britishness. And I feel like um just with the story itself being so small and personal, that's like a unique thing for Star Wars. It's also unique for Star Wars to have Mancunian accents. I'm really struggling to remember the last time I heard one in Star Wars. But also like this idea of like a um primary school sports day kind of feel. So could you talk about like the main setting for the story? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I um, I think a lot of Star Wars films, they've got this uh, some kind of, you know, slightly absurd British tradition, like the vegetable growing competition, right? And and I remember I watched this film back in Poland and I thought that it wasn't even a real thing. Only when I moved to the UK, I was like, oh, okay, they actually have a vegetable growing competition. <laughs> So, uh, so I was keen for something like this, in some kind of a tradition that's slightly absurd um, and and more specific to the UK, because I don't remember having that kind of sports day like there is in the UK with the egg and spoon competition, and um, you know the jumping in the sacks and that kind of stuff, and and it being quite competitive, even though it's supposed to be fun and for kids. <laughs> 
but <laughs> but I did read some articles and actually from like headmasters as well online saying the parents next year they won't be able to uh, raise anymore because there's been uh, too many like you know kind of aggressive <laughs> incidents. Uh, so I, I thought that this was very suitable, this kind of absurd thing, and how how can we, you know, make make this in the Star Wars universe? So yeah, that that, that was the, uh, uh, definitely the trying to bring the Britishness um, into Star Wars universe. That was one thing, and the other thing was the villains, you know, Dorota and Julan as well, because all of Ardman films and Star Wars, obviously, they've got really good villains. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, with that kind of speeder race, that's like main chunk of the story, was there kind of like a big challenge to animate those vehicles? Yeah, it was actually, it was a, it was a huge challenge because they were um, quite big and heavy. We had to have two scales for the spaceships. Um, so the smaller scale was for the uh, for the race, but even though that they were small, they were still quite heavy so they were heavily rigged and it needed a lot of working out how you know the way how we'd rig them on you know how many you know axes and how they are going to move um uh the then also the the moment when annie and kalina go into the tunnel Yes. It, it, it does feel like they are going and going and going through that tunnel, but we actually quite, we had a big set, but it was quite a short set. So we had to, once the spaceship reached the end uh, of one side, we had to move it again. So we had to I think see. about, you know, uh, yes, yeah, some, some ways of, you know, problem solving to, to make it all work. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um. Another great joy of the show is the creature design. I'm a big fan of the baby Wookiee who takes control of the, uh, the one ship. I thought that was great. So do you have a favorite little character that was particularly fun to design in uh, in the Ardman style? Yeah, mm. I do love baby Wookiee as well. I think the <laughs> baby Wookiee deserves its own series, I think. Um, and I, yeah, I, I did love Wookiees as well. Uh, just, you know, the student Wookiee as well. Oh, who is my favorite? I also love that one. Uh, the, the droid. Um, I mean, I've got to say, designing the main characters that that was that was huge uh, pleasure. But Z one, that's that's a droid inspired by my sausage dog, uh, my first my first dog, <laughs> uh, called Zuzia. That's why Z one. Yeah, and so and she, she was quite funny and cheeky, and you know she also when she was getting quite excited, she you know couldn't hold her bladder, so that was meant to be you know this that one um, is malfunctioning as well, right? Like it's falling apart, apart. It's 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 um, a source of embarrassment. So it's not just the tugboat that's you know this kind of flying caravan home type of thing, but Z one as well and the mom. So there is a lot. Uh, therefore, I need to be embarrassed. But, yeah, mm. the, the underwear falling from the skies. Uh, exactly. Particularly, yeah. exactly. So, so actually, and the underwear, you know, I um, th there is plenty of Easter eggs, like pretty much every scene has some some kind of, you know, double meaning or depth. So the underwear, that's inspired by um, Carrie Fisher speech. 
uh, I think was during the AFI um, Achievement Awards, where she talks about, you know, actually there is underwear in space. Uh, to look at. So, so that uh, have a watch. It is a brilliant speech. I love it. I watched it over and over again, and I really admire uh, Carrie Fisher. Um, so that was inspiration. Her speech was inspiration for the underwear. That's so great. Um, I'm glad that you go, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, one final question. So, I was lucky enough to see the show on the big screen at Star Wars Celebration. Um, so, which was a really great experience for me just as a fan and as press. How was that for you being able to see the show on the big screen and feel the reaction in the room that day? Yeah, seeing, watching this film with 4,000 people was absolutely incredible. Uh, and I really wonder if I will ever have that kind of experience in my life again. It, it's very unusual and it was incredibly emotional. You know, I, I you know, did, did cry behind, behind the scenes there because just to feel this um, wave of laughs and gasps and reactions and actually a few people also coming up to me afterwards and saying that they were very moved and they teared up at the end. Just to feel this emotion from that amount of people is something, I don't know, unforgettable. Uh, yeah, it was like, you know, an experience of my life, really. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, just an unbelievable experience um, at Star Celebration. And yeah, this is such an incredible marriage between two studios that create such a great mm -hmm. product. So thank you for the great show and thank you so much for talking to us quickly today. Thank you so much. It's it's my thank pleasure. You. Really nice talking with you. Thanks very much for joining us for this Squiggly Animation one-to-one. -one. You can watch all these interviews on our YouTube channel or subscribe to us via your favourite podcast provider. We're on them all. <laughs> We're a free podcast, so if you'd like to support us, you can do so by leaving a nice review and recommending this podcast to a friend. That really helps. But if you're feeling extra especially generous, you can financially support the podcast by scrolling down to the bottom of the Squiggly homepage and clicking the Support Us link. All proceeds help us do the work we do across the site. So thanks again for joining us for this animation one-to-one. -one. Don't forget, for all the latest news, reviews, interviews, and everything else from the world of animation, head over to squiggly.com.